Uh, hey, you have all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever has been keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical feelings, uh, sensations, uh, stirring of emotions, whatever is keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of them. I use uh, lulling, soothing tones, uh, creaky dulcets, uh, pointless meanders. Uh, I've had a few. And, you know, I'll be drifting, especially tonight. Tonight will be the most drifting, drifting in the ocean currents, if you will, this evening. Not, I mean, not in an actual way. Uh, this is a hybrid episode. It's an on-location, but without the non-ambient on-location episode. Uh, so it should appeal to everybody, but it may sound a little bit different because I, I have my on-location equipment but yeah, here's what I offer. So this is a podcast of which you sleep. If you're new here, the structure of the show, five minutes of business, that's how we are able to keep this podcast free and all the archives free. Uh, then we have about, what, what do we got? Like, uh, <laughs> let's see, then we have an intro. Usually intros are somewhere between 10 and 14 minutes. I don't know how long tonight's intro will be because uh, I haven't, uh, you know, I just started it. <laughs> But uh, this is a podcast, and then like tonight we'll be talking about uh, the Sea Life Aquarium in Orlando, which I just had a tour of, and now I'm behind the scenes here. Uh, I wish I had a water microphone. I don't know. I mean, sure, there has been Jacques Jacques Cousteau's probably uh, broadcast, but like uh, the Cousteau cast. Whoa, boy! There you go. There's there's the next podcast I'm doing. They said, well, that name's trademarked. And I was saying, well, okay, well, the faux Cousteau cast. How the lucky did I just get that? One of my favorite words, faux, rhymes with Cousteau. I mean, talk about a child, a childhood dream come true. But before we get to the faux Cousteau cast, let me get, uh, let me get this intro out of the way. Uh, so if you're new here, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, a podcast to put you to sleep. Here's the thing. One, it's a podcast you don't really need to listen to. Or you're under no expectation, obligation, assumption, or even in even. I guess my dream is that uh, you use it however you need to use it. Uh, but you know, most podcasts, they, they uh, actually the good podcasts don't really demand your attention. They uh, well, they they don't demand it, but, but the content itself uh, in the wondrous creation of the content, it it, it demands your attention. In the soft power demand way, instead of the, I don't know what the opposite of soft power is, is because a, a hard-boiled egg and a soft-boiled egg aren't opposites, you know. Like a hard-boiled egg and an egg are opposites. Maybe they're not even opposite. No, they're the same thing, just in a different state. Oh, thanks, uh, Plasma Brain. Came right in there with uh, the assist. I was just trying to give the uh, uh, new listeners. So this is a podcast, you don't know, clearly you don't need to listen to it. Uh, but you can for a little while, and ideally, I draw your attention in. I don't even demand it because I didn't I mispronounce demand. Uh, but I, I like to take your mind off stuff to distract you from whatever's keeping you awake. I send my voice across the deep dark night. I try to create a safe, welcoming place that's so safe. This is that, that's how safe this podcast is. You see, this podcast is so safe. I don't even need to listen to it. Holy cow! And so it takes your mind off of it. You, you know, you'll listen to me for a little while. Tonight's episode will be pretty immersive, if you don't mind me uh, assuming it will be when I get, you know, because I'm about to do it. Uh, but here's the thing. It's a podcast which you sleep. You're really under no pressure to fall asleep. I try to make the episodes an hour. So you say, huh, I got plenty of time to fall asleep. I could just sit here and listen to Scoots uh, and hear him fill us in on this tour of the aquarium under the Sea, I know Scoots loves that song. He can't sing it, in, but he, he does love it. You know, just you and me, that's where you'll find me or whatever. I think that's the different song. But uh, 
And I got to get off the song before I start. Holy Sebastian, keep moving, Scoots. Don't slow down. Okay, let's get back to fo- Let me See, I'm just distracting myself now so I don't start singing that song. Get back to talking about Fokusto. Actually, that could be a character, but it, like in uh, ambient episodes or on-location episodes without ambient, this is the first time I've ever done an on-location, non-ambient episode. I do have a reference recording going. That's what I usually use to record the ambient sound. And I can, I, I, I'll explain that in a minute. Let me get the new list. So, so this is a sleep podcast you don't need to fall asleep to. You could, and hopefully you will. Which more keep you? It's, I guess I could have called it the Keep You Company cast, but then people like that would have been even more confusing than Sleep with Me, uh, the Keep You Company cast, because it's meant to kind of uh, be your friend uh, when you're having trouble getting to sleep. Because I know what it's like tossing and turning. I've been there, and it's it's not fun. And you deserve a good night's sleep. So I made this podcast to try to put you to sleep. But eventually, over some people fall asleep in two minutes, and some people don't. They listen the whole time because I'm here to keep you company. They're listening to the Keep You Company cast, even though it's titled Sleep With Me. And I guess that's like the luxury I get as a maker of the podcast is I, I get to make the whole show and lose the audience as we go along. And I get to be there for everybody. You know, whether you fall asleep in one minute or whether you're going to be here the whole time. I'll be here too. I'll be taking you on this journey. And I got no idea. I, I, I mean, I have a map in front of me and I have a bunch of notes that I just took. Just got a tour. And we'll see how it goes. I'll try not to use a fake uh, Jacques Cousteau voice because, uh, you know, I try to not spend too much time remembering the, the few things I know about Jacques Cousteau and Steve, you know, Steve Sassou. Steve Zissou, Zissou, Steve Zissou, and maybe I'll even remember the name of that movie. Life Aquatic, that's what it was called, right? Uh, but here, here's the thing, uh, let's see, podcast to put you to sleep, we do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is uh, get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest, as I said. I think that kind of covers it, but I, I do, I am a little bit like a... Uh, I wonder if I want, do you think one day I could do, I guess I couldn't do a podcast. I'd need to do it from a submarine and then it would just be like, uh, that wouldn't be the same as doing it actually underwater. And like, cause if you're actually underwater, then you need uh, the thing in your mouth, uh, whatever that's called, the breathing apparatus. Look into the finance box just to check my status, by the way. A little pandering, because we're under the sea. What better thing than a fish shout-out when we're here talking about sea life? Because that's where I am. I'm at the Sea Life Aquarium in Orlando. And I'm going to take you on a journey, a meandering journey, as it is. And that's what every episode tries to take you on. So with every bending turn, you have permission to close your eyes and drift off. But if you can't, you know, if you're uh, you're out of town, maybe you had whatever's keeping you awake. I don't want to go through a, a litany, a list or a litany, a list of litanies. Did, have I named a book that yet? Because I like I think who who would be best to, the whose story would that have I, mean, I can think of a few people who's a list of litanies. It'd have to be we'd have to soften it, you know, unless you because I'm not into those hard hard books. I mean, not hardback books, but. You know, books that are, you know, I, I'm I'm about this new friendly movement or whatever it's called. I think, like, uh, I, I think the guys that, uh, um, my brother, my brother, and me, and uh, Jesse Thorne, and uh, everyone, like, that's a new movement, being, being nice. Uh, it's crazy. You have to, I think they have, a, like, a new sincerity movement, I think it's called. And I'm sincere. I mean, like, like with this podcast, I'm sincerely, tr- I'm a sincerely troubled individual. Uh, I'm also sincere about my dream of starting the uh, what was I going to do? Cousteau cast, the podcast that puts you under the sea. We do like so. Actually, let's roll right into the episode because I think uh, while well, I'll try not to use a Jacques Cousteau voice, I probably will think about. Uh, I think it was a big NBC special where they did a, a Cousteau reboot, maybe, uh, during my childhood. Uh, but first, I want to get you settled into the Sea Life Aquarium here. So I'm glad you're here. This is what I say every episode. So if you're new, this podcast doesn't work for everybody. It's different. 
I'm strange, or if you want to be nice about it, he's Scooch. He's a little bit different. He's an he's a, he's an odd bird. Um, he's a bird without a flock. Right? But I do have a flock of sleepless sleepless people. I'm trying to help put to sleep. You know, I, you know, I'm I'm speaking to the schools of fish. I guess check my finance box. So like I said, just check my status. If you look at him doing his podcast under the sea, he's got a breathing apparatus. Uh, so anyway, if you're new here, like I hope this podcast can help you. Like I said, give it a few tries. Most of the reviews of skeptical, like there's a lot of people that were skeptical about this podcast. First of all, it's called Sleep With Me. Uh, second of all, you're listening to me talk. You say, well, this isn't like anything I've ever heard outside outside of a clinical environment or a movie, you know, a recreation of a clinical environment. Usually recreations of clinical environments, they try to get to the point, too. So if it was a dramatic, you know, they say, well, like there wouldn't be someone doing that, like, hmm, and then pausing and then saying, well, what was I talking about? The Cousteau cast? Oh, no, I was trying to. So if you're new here, uh, give it a few tries. If it doesn't work, I'm sorry. Like, and you can email me, uh, dearscooter at gmail.com, I think is my Gmail. That's my Gmail account. Still having trouble with the main email, but, uh, you know, I can tell you about uh, LibriVox books, Pink Noise. I've been testing a lot of Pink Noise out, and tonight you may hear some Pink Noise, because, or, I don't know if, I haven't looked up the definition of Pink Noise yet. Yeah, I'm not here to talk about different, like, uh, the colors of noises. Uh, There's another one. What was the first one I was going to call a, lit- a list of li- litany list list litany of lists? My life is BuzzFeed editor. There you go. That 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 just wrote itself. Get me a BuzzFeed editor, and I'll ghostwrite it with you. A litany of lists. My life is a BuzzFeed editor because they have a lot of lists on there. There's a, I think there's even a site called li- list. Isn't there like just a listing sites? I bet you that'd be pretty good. Who wants to do? I don't. I'm not into exposés. So it couldn't be anything. It would have to just actually, yeah, my life as a BuzzFeed editor does feel like an expose. It could be like a, like a, like a, yeah, new sincerity. Like my life, my, I don't know. We'll work on that. I, I got to do a sleep podcast right now. Uh, so that's it. I want to say I'm glad you're here. I, was, I think I've been trying to say that for about four minutes. And I hope I can help you fall asleep. Like, I appreciate your time. So thank you so much for stopping by. And as I always say, I really yearn, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to, uh, we'll soon we'll be into the faux Cousteau cast. I'm about to sneeze uh, one second. I'm back. Sorry, I just sneezed. Uh, well, welcome to the faux Cousteau. You know, I like to keep it real here. Uh, real, you know, real slow and gentle, uh, like the uh, lapping waves of the ocean or the gulf on the beach. And I'm here at Sea Life Orlando, right off of I-Drive. I don't think it's, I guess it, at some points it would be in the shadow of the Orlando Eye. And I wanted to thank Sea Life Orlando uh, for hosting me here and uh, giving me a tour. I want to thank uh, the Dalton Agency, and I got everything uh, set up there uh, through everyone over there. And I want to thank... Uh, uh, Dipka, uh, for setting all that up and setting everything up with the Orlando Eye. And I want to thank Jennifer for the tour she gave me uh, behind the scenes here at Sea Life Orlando. And this isn't a, a sponsored episode or anything. They just chose to me. Actually, it was the one that reached out to them uh, to check out the uh, Orlando Eye, which was an episode that came out a little while ago. And... Uh, and so I'm really glad they said yes, because uh, I really like doing these things where I can get immersed behind the scenes of things. And uh, Sea Life Orlando, like I said, it's right off of iDrive, which I had the pleasure of walking uh, a large portion of it yesterday. Uh, location scouting. Uh, location scouting for, you know, what we'll do next uh, down the road, the next time I can make it here. Uh, but uh, Sea Life uh, Orlando, uh, their uh, quote is, uh, get closer, dive into an amazing underwater world. They have Florida's only 360-degree tunnel, uh, which has uh, incredible views, and you can get up close with moon jellies and different uh, 
uh, kinds of cartilage-based uh, sea creatures. Uh, you know, I, know I don't mention at bedtime, uh, even when they're cute little baby ones, which I saw those cute little baby cartilage creatures. Uh, they were really cute, honestly. And they have seahorses, 30 breathtaking displays. There's a lot to see, Pacific octopuses. It's really well-themed, the aquariums here. Uh, There's rays, there's 12 theme zones. You get to touch anemones and uh, uh, starfish. And, you know, I like how they have a 360-degree, the only 360-degree tunnel here. And the area around here, I, I had no idea, like, it was so developed. Uh, like, it, I really missed out on my my uh, view of Orlando and what this podcast can do over the next uh, three or four years with Orlando has really been reborn at all these, uh, uh, these like, it, I don't know. I think there's a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, so it's cool. They have, like, a bunch of places to eat around here. And it's called the sort of view, 360 view or something, because then you have, so you have the 360-degree tunnel, then you have the 360 degrees of the Orlando Eye. And when you're in the Orlando Eye, I don't know, what's a, view, what's a spherical view? Is that 360 degrees, or is that like 360 degrees times pi? Now, this is a like a Sea Life, I think, was the sixth aquarium in the U.S. They have 50 worldwide locations. And Sea Life Partners here in Florida with the uh, Marathon Turtle Hospital, and they're always trying to uh, rehabilitate and return uh, six and, uh, sick and injured uh, sea turtles uh, to the wild. And in here they have two male uh, sea turtles, Ted, which is, you know, funny because my brother's name's Ted, and Ted's the extroverted sea turtle, and Shelly, uh, C-H-E-L-Y, uh, Shelly's uh, from the Atlantic Ocean and Ted's from the Indian Ocean. And here at Sea Life, uh, they have uh, uh, portions that are dedicated to the Indian Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, and then the local Florida waters. And, you know, sea turtles can live for over 50 years, uh, taking over 30 years to reach maturity. And, you know, like I said, they have the Pacific octopus, and those are intelligent. They can even remember people's faces. So so I tried to introduce myself to the Pacific octopus, but uh, it was sleeping. said, even even in my aquarium life, I'm putting putting octopi octopi to sleep. But let's go with this uh, focus stochast. I'm not going to use a voice, uh, so I'm going to turn it over to uh, the host, deepest scooter. Uh, Okay, uh, I'm going to turn it. Hey, ladies, hey, are you uh, uh, in the deep, uh, uh, up all night, uh, tossing and turning, wondering about the depths of the ocean or wanting to immerse yourself in the oceans of the world? Well, welcome uh, to the Faux Cousteau Show. Uh, or as uh, the owner of the Sleep With Me podcast goes, at the Cousteau cast. I'm Deer Deepest Scooter, and I'm here to take you on a journey uh, through an aquarium. So uh, your eyes should already be closed as you feel the faint motion of the ocean. And that, that even faint motion of the ocean here on the Cousteau cast, and we just get to explore the ocean via the Sea Life Aquarium here in Orlando, and it started in the oceans of the world at, at a pre-show where we were surrounded also 360 degrees uh, by fish uh, swimming in circles, and they had three stripes, uh, each fish had about three stripes. You know, I'm, I'm speaking in generalities. I can't speak for everyone. V-like tails, very V-like tails. And they were so, they were swimming around and around. And you might say, Scoots, which direction were they swimming? I say, well, that's a fair question. And I did note that they were swimming in clockwise direction, which for all of our friends in Australia... And in the southern hemisphere of the world, it does bring up the question, at your sea life aquarium, 
uh, do the will the fish uh, swim clockwise or counterclockwise? And I guess like you know because I like uh, I live a Sisyphean lifestyle anyway. I guess if they said to me, "Scoots," the people at the Sea Life Aquarium say, "You know what? We're uh, we decided." Uh, I think they do have high ethical and moral standards, but if they said, hey, like, uh, what are some ways you think you could experiment, you know, in a safe way with the fish of our I'd say, well, I'll tell you what I'd like to do is get these fish, just see if I can get them swimming in the uh, counterclockwise direction, just to see if we, you know, if we could do a pre-interview and a post-interview or, you know, some sort of brain scan Okay, and then that's when. The, but but I, I I would pitch them on that. See, well, it'd be good for the folk who stochast to say, let's let's get you swimming in the counterclockwise, and then they say actually they do. It's it's just uh, and I, oh well, well I'd like to try to. I, well, how do you plan on doing? It? Well, I think what I'll do is I'll get in there, and I'll start swimming in the counterclockwise direction. Also, I'll paint three stripes on my side. I think I will put, I don't have, like, you know how they have, do they have any uh, adult male-sized mermaid tails? I got, my daughter has a mermaid tail, like, that she can swim in. It's actually, like, swimmable. So maybe I'd try to get one of those, paint some stripes on my side, and, like, uh, swim with the fishes, and then see if I could get them to follow me. And I guess, like, I, I'm, I'm seeing it the same way all of you say. It's, it's probably not re- very realistic, you know. And I say, okay, I guess you're right. It's probably not very realistic to think the fish are going to follow me clockwise, counterclockwise. Uh, but, yeah, that's where you start in the uh, oceans of the world. And then you enter the Atlantic Ocean as the first, uh, you go through this ocean cave and there you could see, I saw something, uh, and again, I said, well, I don't know, is this an archetypal creature, but it was uh, long and green. And I, I said, it looks like it's got, like, a moss growing on it or something. First of all, here's a question. Is there undersea, I guess it's a, a founder and host of the folk who stochast. I guess we're really, I guess I'm painting myself in a corner, because if, if you say folk who show... You kind of are committed to that. Cousteau cast uh, has a, those are two two totally different rings. You know, there's the Cousteau cast. I like that better for a podcast. The folk Cousteau show that would be more when, on my busking days. If I if there if people start living under sea, under the sea, and then you can also become an under the undersea busker. Hey, what is, uh, who, who's Ed Busker right now? He's really famous. Uh, my daughter likes him. Ed Sheeran, she, I can't say his last name. Ed Sheeran. I want to say Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, I think. Uh, he, he was, I just listened to him. I heard him on the radio. And he said he's been busking since he was 12. I wonder if he, maybe I could get, maybe I could see if he, he's interested in autobiography, you know, real autobiography. Undersea Busker, maybe a movie, not an action movie. It could be, I don't know if it would be dystopian. It would be pretty utopian, living under the sea and, and having him busk. Uh, undersea Busker, kind of like paper, we'd get something like Paperback Writer. Maybe just get uh, maybe maybe just get Weird Al on the phone. See if Weird Al could dress up like Ed, Ed Sheeran, 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 Undersea Busker, do a, do a, okay. Sorry, I just got interrupted by all of those people's representatives. Uh, I should have never agreed to the uh, brain tap. Uh, But yeah, so there was a beautiful green, uh, long, slender uh, creature. Very beautiful. Like uh, the kind of uh, uh, green you only see, kind of undersea. Like, uh, because I don't know if you can picture it in mind. So you've got, like, you've got green, then you have the color of limes, which is not lime green most of the time. Are you with me so far? I don't want to get on. I don't want to start a litany of lists here. But when you look at, or when I look at limes, and I do consume a lot of limes, there's a few things I love more uh, than sparkling water with a lime in it. Holy moly, especially ice cold, but not too much ice if you're serving me. Holy, I guess once you start a Cousteau cast, you get pretentious. Uh, but really, like, uh, 
Because if I go to a bar with people that like, and I can only drink, well, I could drink soda, but that's not going to go well because I like to have about 35 drinks because uh, I get nervous. So then I can only drink um, sparkling water. Uh, but the thing is, the sparkling water, they, it's so much ice in it. Uh, so but this is when I'm fixing drinks at home. I usually actually I don't know if I use ice that much, but I will have a nice lime in there. But my point is that those limes are not, like, those limes are green. But then when you're selling green, like, lime green is a much different color. It's almost like, a, how come they don't call it avocado green? I mean, I guess that would be slightly, you're right, it's a, a, fair enough, it is a different color. But it, what I'm thinking of is this undersea green. You know what I'm talking about. It's not quite neon, and it's not quite lime green, is that what seafoam... I think seafoam's got blue. It's not an electric green, but this... this Like, the place on land you would get closest to it is certain mosses. Uh, but you know it when you see it. Uh, like, uh, it's it's like a bright... Bright's not the right color. It is, though. It's, it's bright in its own way. Green, how about this one? Green is steam cast, building up the steam of green everywhere. I mean, I don't know how, if we worked with a lime, you'd see, no, you're just, you're just you, man. You're not lime green. I don't know why they called it lime green. I mean, some, I've seen some limes that look lime green, but you, you're bold green. I I guess I'm not good at, I'm not a colorist uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, so so I was looking at that, and and in that same tank, uh, I think that was in the ocean caves at the beginning of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, there was also like some crustaceans in there, lobster and crabs, and and the, like they look cool, and they've been under the water for a while. You know, they got their camouflage going, and they look very very good. And and then I have a note that says med. S E R, which uh, well, I don't I don't know what that means. Uh, but yeah, there was uh, crustaceans in there, and and uh, really really nice looking creatures. And I was trying to think of like the the green 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 creature was just uh, resting resting in like a log, like a hollowed out log. And just chilling, sleeping there, but the water was moving, and you know, it had the bubbles aerating it, and something kind of creating a sea-like motion. I don't know when they what, like. I, I never I forgot to ask like how they keep the tanks so clean, but they're not. You know, they're clean, but they're not like. But they're real. I don't know what you call that. Uh, get, but uh, sea life, I guess that's what you call it. Uh, then we moved on to the jelly wall, and this is popular. This is a popular place with kids. These jelly walls, full of jellyfish, and they were round and translucent and pulsating, floating. Either like, even though like, who thinks that a jellyfish is like a bird? Even though like, even though it's nothing like a bird. Or who thinks if a jellyfish could sing, they would sing "I'm like a bird," and uh, th- that uh, they would uh, that they, 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 that might be the song they would sing. But the jelly wall also has uh, it, it has uh, like a multicolored lighting, so that you can change the lighting around. And it, it, it was like so, especially now in the age of uh, picture sharing. You know, however you like your picture shared, you know, you say, well, I prefer an Instagram filter. And they say, well, an NF, are you an NF person? Are you filter or no filter? I'm talking about your pictures. And, or are you a Facebook? Or are you still, like, uh, you still keep your pictures to yourself? Or do you just share them? Like my family, we use a messaging app. uh, So we share most of our pictures now uh, on our messaging app just because it's, um, I mean, one, I don't, I don't want to get controversial here in the middle of a podcast, but, you know, there's a lot of people that are, well, first off, is, I know this isn't an interactive show, but does anybody know what agnostic means? Because, uh, I, I mean, you get family members, especially my family, like, uh, 
that refuse to use certain platforms. And so then you uh, you say, well, you, well, how are we going to communicate with one another? Because some people that well, I don't text. And so one of my brothers, I, I've talked about this on the show before, but one of my brothers, he uh, he said, well, we just use one of these messaging apps uh, and we could communicate. And the one we use, it uh, you can even meme things. So that makes it even more fun when somebody posts a picture, uh, then you can meme it. What was my point? Oh, for the multi, for the wall of jellies. I highly recommend uh, standing in front of it. And then you can choose your color, a deep, deep green or an ultraviolet purple. And you really get drawn in. And especially the children to see. You, you know, nothing looks better than uh, translucent. Uh, translucent and like, a, what, what would you say? I don't, I think it's saying a jellyfish is gauze like kind of cheapens its beauty. But I don't, like, I'm not too familiar. Oh, diaphanous. Thank you. Holy vocabulary score for the wind. So diaphanous. I might just say that. What about that for a middle name? Diaphanous. Or a pet. I guess it would have to be a fish. It would have to be a pet you don't call very often. Diaphanous. It, like, uh, I, I really like that, but you're, you're right. They, they are very diaphanous as opposed to gauze-like. <laughs> so which would you rather be, gauze-like or diaphanous? Well, uh, but you could stand there in front of the jelly wall, uh, getting your pictures, and really staring at them. As, as I said, they fly like birds. Uh, like on the thermals, they float. And really, I'm one of those people I could stay there all day. And just watch them. They they do flutter when you're watching them. And then they have their little tendrils that are drifting. And then there's particles. And then there's like there's fl- fl- flagellas and flagellate. I don't know if there's flagellation, but there's uh, pulsation. There may, I guess if there's uh, flagellas or whatever, whatever I'm calling. They're probably, I don't know if they have cilia. But there's uh, pulsating, uh, there's vibrating, and I don't know, they talk about a dream. Like, jellyfish are just so, like, like again, like, I think the platypus just gets way more coverage as, like, a, something that's, like, a, I don't know, when you think about evolution and and, uh, and all those things and, and how surprising it is or when you think about uh, science fiction and when people write science fiction and when you get under the sea it, it really is uh, and again not to go like to get back to the Cousteau cast uh, but when you get to back to the Cousteau cast I, I, forget, I guess I forgot what I was going to talk about oh like uh, when, when did the undersea stop becoming a priority like remember uh, family like they had the new Atlantis movement they were working on on that episode of uh, TNG. Uh, but, you know, like uh, Jacques Cousteau, where did you go, Jacques Cousteau? How about that for, uh, what if we just, uh, are Waldo books still big? What if we go in on that territory, like a hidden picture book? Again, I'm trademark. I'm patenting this as I speak. Uh, where did you go, Jacques Cousteau? So many, so many good rhymes, ways to rhyme with Cousteau, which is already a poetic word in and of itself. Also poetic, not just poetic. I, I mean, I think maybe we could do a multi-release. Like, we'll do a book, Where Did You Go, Jacques Cousteau. Maybe get someone like uh, Carly Simon, I'm thinking. Or Carol King. Yeah, we could get Carol King to do a song, Where Did You Go, Jacques Cousteau, with the Mystery Bard. And maybe Bob, I don't think I don't know if we could get Bob Dylan. Maybe not. Uh, what do you think about Bob Dylan and Ed Sheeran and uh, Under the Sea? What did we, what was that one? I forgot what that project was going to be called. And maybe we get a podcast. Uh, you know, right now finding Richard Simmons is big. Um, we could do maybe we could do season two of that. Where did you go, Jack? And they say, "Well, Scoots, uh, I hate to state the." And I say, "Well, I'd like to avoid the obvious." Let's get back to the uh, Sea Life Aquarium, where after the jelly wall, you get into this shipwreck. And I guess the nice thing about going to a themed aquarium 
is the level of immersion you can get when you're already being immersed under the sea. You know, they get the lighting right, so they have the mood lighting, and, you know, your focus is being controlled by the lighting and the theming. So you get into this ship light, shipwreck room or shipwreck zone, and the the outside and the inside of the tank, the theming is aligned, and the lighting highlights that, and the flooring, it was uh, uh, plank wood floors. Uh, to kind of carry you along on that journey. And and that was full of the, our cartilage friends. So that was cool to see all of our friends uh, covered in you said, And I said, hey, you're made of the same stuff the middle of my nose is made of, I, I believe. I think that's what they, that was what they taught us in grammar school. And you really are friends. Uh, just like, like, just because you have this reputation uh given to you by pop pop culture uh or pop culture uh you know you're cool and i'd like to uh i'd like to sw- i say well, how do you feel like when you go in a circle do you prefer clockwise or counterclockwise but yeah then you get in uh you go from the shipwreck and, and i said to the i said to uh i said to jennifer who was giving me the tour i said but you i didn't say i'd like to have my wedding in here but i was thinking uh uh, actually, I think I'd like to put my bedroom in there. I would love to like live in an aquarium, uh, especially you know for the Cousteau cast. If I'm going to be making that, uh, like I'd like to uh, do that. Um, so yeah, after the shipwreck, we go into the Atlantic Ocean, and you go from there into a coral sea environment where you could see. You could see within the coral sea, you know, you got your clownfish and your angelfish. And I know kids uh, love to go there and say, well, those are the real life versions of the fish uh, I know from the films. And say, yeah, they, they, those are, those are, you know, and those are nice fish. They look good and they uh, sit there as the water bubbles and time passes and even there was even like like I noticed uh, some of the theming. There was a tank that was like uh, arching over the head, just like an arch, uh, like the bottom of a bridge. And I, I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of uh, theming things, so I, I thought that was cool. Like, uh, and especially like when you're in an aquarium to be immersed, you know, it's got an overhead and and it's a very. Uh, School friendly because uh, they have a lot of field trips here. I can't imagine. I don't know. Again, I, I I wonder what I would do with time travel, and I don't think it would be the best use of time travel uh, to come back here and relocate my family uh, to Orlando. But I can't imagine, uh, and I know there's one of these in San Diego as well. Uh, but I can't imagine. Um, coming on a school field trip to a sea life aquarium and getting to go through and look at all of this is, and then they have, uh, uh, talks, they have educational talks like today they have talks where you get to interact with the divers as they're under the water at the shipwreck thing. And uh, then they have a talk about amazing seahorses. And then they talk about wonders of the Indian ocean uh, then another conversation with the divers. Then they have something called the Stingray Shuffle. Uh, a talk on Octopus, the Master of Disguise. Uh, a talk called Car- our Car- Cartilage Buddies, our good friends with cartilage. And I think it, maybe they, the Cartilage Buddies, they could have, we all have got teeth or something. Maybe they could do that. Uh, they also have presentations around feeding, feeding the stingrays, uh, a thing with the divers, a presentation with a scuba diver, uh, called the Pacific ocean feed and octopus enrichment. Uh, I don't know what that is. Say, Hey, here's 40 bucks. Go do whatever you want. They say, well, it's an enrichment. It's not a supplement scoots, uh, stingray feed, an Indian Ocean feed with uh, divers, uh, seahorse feed, 
a Pacific Ocean feed and then an Indian Ocean feed. So they're doing pretty well. These there's some of these fish are eating twice a day. I don't know how how well. That's one of the complicated things about having an aquarium as a kid. Yeah, the whole idea of don't overfeed your fish. And they say, well, that's the only time they're interesting, to be honest, when they're in a fish tank. Like, or the most, like, that's the most interaction you get with them is when they're eating. And then I guess with six kids, so we didn't have a lot of fish. We, there were times we had fish, and, um, yeah, but, but uh, there were times we didn't have fish, too. And I think that was one of the issues was, uh, you know, you feed them those flakes, uh, so how can you overeat f- fish flakes? Uh, I don't, I don't know. But let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the aquarium. Uh, so after the arch, they had a, a presentation about all the coral restoration they're trying to do uh, here at Sea Life, and their their team is working trying to restore small colonies of uh, uh, coral. And they were showing these uh, these uh, kind of like uh, sculptures, and they were trying to make the uh, coral stick to it. These little bits of coral, it was it was cool. And I mean, coral something we really got to pay attention to, uh, obviously. And uh, you know, to keep keep our oceans, uh, you know, full of life. Cesta uh, la vie is uh, or something. I don't know what Jacques Cousteau would say, but he would probably say something like that. And he would say, he, I mean, here's, he'd, he'd turn over right now. He's probably turning over right now, or I don't know. I don't know what Jacques Cousteau's farm status is. That could be another area. I don't know if we and I don't know. This would probably be like uh, uh, Jacques Cousteau's undersea, fa- undersea farm. It would be it would be our salad bar uh, wherever I'm playing the, the uh, Cousteau cast. Uh, that would be where the Cousteau cast eats lunch, uh, Jacques Cousteau's undersea farm. Uh, also right by there were the baby, cart- baby cartilage creatures that say, hey, we all have teeth. And I think eight of them had been born. Eight of them had been born here around the holidays, and they were all in a little tank, these little babies uh, or whatever. They're four or three months old. They've, they'd grown a lot. Uh, but they were still like hand size, and they had little stripes. And then I had the pleasure of meeting their mom later, and they were in a tank. Most of them were sleeping, and then I, you know, I got close and I said, "Hey, you, you, uh, you, you made a cartilage just like the middle of my nose. You go up all night, tossing, turning. Well, you're in the ocean. That's why. Come on, get with the program." And they were, I think they can roll their eyes anyway. That's like a natural feature. Or what? It, what's the new thing people say? Uh, it's a feature, not a defect or something. I mean, that's the story of this podcast. Uh, what do they say, though? It's a feature, not a bug. That's what they say. It was a bug, now it's a feature. That's that's uh, that's what I took my life. I can, uh, can't get to the point. Uh, what am I going to do? I uh, just keep on, you know, keep on going, keep on. And they said, well, you could stop talking. You could get to the point. A lot, a lot of people in my life have said that. Or, you know, that's not a really good way. That's good, better for a podcast intro. But, you know, come on, don't tell people to just get to the point. Uh, you, you, like, use, you know, use a little bit more soft power language with that and say, hey, what do you think about uh, getting to the point? That would be more of like, uh, that's a little passive aggressive. How about you get to the point? Well, I'd say this. How about you get to the point of my friends uh, here, these baby baby creatures of cartilage uh, that live under the sea. And they have gills. They swim with me. Whether you go clockwise or counterclockwise, uh, they're our friends. Uh, we get a chance to hear about the uh, backstage tours or behind-the-scenes tours you can take here. There's like a shorter one and a longer one. And then you can get to see, you know, all of the, uh, that goes into maintaining an aquarium uh, full of sea life. And everything they're doing here, you know, with the coral and the sea turtles and things. So you can learn even more. But And then I just kept thinking about, man... I think if I was, maybe my school did do something like that, and then I decided, I think that's what probably it was, like, 
if I did go to a school that uh, took field trips to places like that, okay, kids, if you're listening, don't, don't remember, don't be like Scoots. Feel bad for Scoots. Don't be like him. But I think if we did do one, I would try, like, I would have been thinking about it for weeks ahead of time. Well, I think what I'll do is uh, first, when we, like, I would have had unrealistic expectations about coming to an aquarium. So I'd have been like, First thing I'm going to do is ride a sea turtle, and then when I'm done, I'll, you know, then I'll go swim at the, uh, will we get scuba tanks right when we get there? Uh, they, they're probably my, they say, well, we, it's not the time for questions, young man. Well, I'm just wondering when we're going to get our scuba, when, when are we going to put our scuba gear on? Um, they say, well, you're not, okay, next question. How many seahorses will I be able to take home? Yeah, because I'd like to get a like. I'm thinking, like, how many? What's the top speed of chariot? Like with two seahorses, what's the top speed you can get going on a a seahorse driven chariot? Because I'm trying to decide between that and a, a state, you know, seahorse seahorse stagecoach. It doesn't. It's not there. It's got the alliteration, but it's not there. But I, you know, I'm thinking about that. And what time are the, uh, the the seahorse turtle rides? I did get. I have been saving my money, so if that's extra charge, I'm happy to pay it to uh, uh, ride a sea turtle. Okay, and they said, and then they'd be like, uh, you know, we're, we're, you're here to learn about the uh, sea creatures, not to. Uh, we don't do any of that here. Okay, one last question. I heard about. Uh, a surrogate uh, mother program with an octopus, like where an octopus will adopt you. Ad- uh, oh no, adopt an octopus? No, no, no. I'd like to be adopted by an octopus, not adopt. Well, it's just where you pay ten dollars a month. No, no, no. I was thinking I'd like to have an uh, octopus as my. Uh, okay, that, so that so that would have been like the beginning of uh, most field trips. That's what it was like for me. Like, like like I said, when I went to see uh, Return of the Jedi for the first time, I was wondering. I said, "Well, when are the Grammarian guards going to get here? Like, do they let? Are they going to be the ones that escort us to our seats uh, for the movie?" And, and that, this isn't something I'm making up either. I said, "Okay, uh, what time is Luke Skywalker? It, will there be like? Is there a show before this?" I also thought there would be like a toy store set up, so I'd brought money to buy a Grammarian guard. I, think, I don't know why I was obsessed with Grammarian guards uh, so much. Uh, I think just because, I don't know, I got fixated on them. I always wanted to own one. I got a Grammarian guard mug uh, for my birthday this year, so that's the closest upper I come. So back to the aquarium, the holy, holy sea meander. How about that? A sea meander. What kind of creature w- 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 would you be? Oh, I, actually, I got to figure f- finish up my uh, um, why why my school stopped doing field trips story. But I think it, yeah, if, if I would have gone on a field trip, I guess the TLDR version is I would have tried to stay behind. Like I would have been, but I probably would have like chickened out the last minute. I said, "Well, where am I going to hide here?" Like, wh- should I hide under these rocks, or um, should I, like, should I, uh, begin, you know, maybe I could hide behind this. Yeah, where, 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 and then I'll live here at the aquarium. I'll get it, you know, I'll get in the water, I'll, I'll you know, I'll come up with some, and then, and then at some point they'll accept me as, uh, well, that's Squid Boy. Yeah, he once was a boy, uh, Octopus became his mother. He became a squid boy. We, we realize it doesn't make any sense, but he did he, uh, he did kiss a sea anemone, and we suspect um, we're just humoring him while we wait for his parents to come get him. It's just a kid he tried to climb in the, uh, the that is a tank we're cleaning. There's not even water in it, but he's uh, he's in there. He thinks he's a uh, squid boy. Well, actually, you might think it's funny, but one day I'll start the Gusteau cast, and uh, I'll really show you. But yeah, I would, like, uh, I don't know, I was always one of those kids that said, well, I'd like to live here. And I tell you what, this is a great um, field trip, but I am talking about a life trip. I'd like to stay behind, and and if, the, I mean, again, kids don't listen to scoots, but I would, this is a place I could see myself, uh, like I said, in the shipwreck area, 
you know, get a bed right in there. Think about it, the bubbling of the tanks, the gentle motion, uh, the moody, multicolored lighting. Maybe combine, I, I don't know how this would be for the jellyfish, but maybe convert the, uh, like, see if we could get, like, the jellyfish uh, tank to also be a plasma TV, so then I could just turn it on. And then turn, I think, what was that, Silver Spoons? He might have had some of this stuff in his bedroom. I think he had a race car bed, but pretty close. Okay, so after, so behind the scenes tour, let's get back here. You're right. Uh, and after that was the 360-degree uh, tunnel. And holy cow, you walk in, and that's just one of those things where you, and, and it's 360 degrees. I guess I was confused when I set this up, uh, that it was only going to be like 180 or three, you know, 280. I didn't realize that it was a 360 degree tunnel. So I want you to slow down for a second and think about what that means. It's a 360 degree tunnel, and it's the uh, only one in Florida. And I, I thought, well, I've been in a 360 degree tunnel before. No, 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 I haven't. I've been in probably like a. Well, definitely like a 180. That'd probably be most tunnels are like a 180. Maybe, yeah, no, if you're, if you're Pythagorean, you'd probably say, well, it's actually two, two, 210 scoots. Say, okay, well, uh, this is 360 degrees. And what made it, so they have uh, two, like I said, they have two sea turtles here, rescued sea turtles, uh, Shelly and Ted. And what Jennifer was telling me was that Ted's very friendly, and we, we'll definitely see Ted. Uh, Ted lives over in the Indian Ocean. Uh, but, it, like, uh, Shelly is a little bit more shy, much like Scoots. And so I don't know if we'll see Shelly. And she said that she had not seen Shelly in quite some time. And lo and behold, we step into this 360-degree uh, tunnel, which at this point I still was living under the delusion of my past tunnel experiences. And who's sitting there? I mean, this was straight out of like a, uh, and this was a no, there's no animatronics. This is 100% real life uh, sea life. There's Shelly, the sea turtle, floating there, looking at us, uh, swimming uh, like we're looking at the um, back of Shelly's turtle, where like uh, like that was being you know where they were helping uh, the turtle and swimming alongside and swimming right up to the side of the tunnel, and then Shelly the sea turtle goes under our feet, and that's when I realized, wait a second, if my math was wrong again, three hundred and sixty degrees means. Uh, it's uh, it totally encircling us. So Shelly the sea turtle was underneath us, uh, swimming underneath uh, our feet. And I could not believe my eyes. Uh, it was so cool. Like, my feet were tickling. And I said, and then I realized, uh, like, uh, the floor was like these clear, kind of lucite strips and then underneath that was the, uh, like, whatever, you know, the tunnel part. And then underneath that was the aquarium. And so my mind was really blown. Also, it was just cool because uh, the way it had worked out uh, to watch uh, Shelly the sea turtle uh, go under there uh, was cool. And then we entered uh, into another section uh, where it was the, called the Seahorse Temple. And that was cool because it was themed around the Indian Ocean. And so lots of sculptures and giant uh, busts of statues, like humongous ones. And then sea, sea turtles, like, hiding out in the uh, sea grasses. And I guess, like, again, I, like as a kid, I would have been like, well, you can't, you can't how, how do they show you uh, pulling a chariot? You're way too... And they said, well, it's uh, pulling a chariot with a fish king in it, not a boy. They said, okay, well, I'm going to need a lot more seahorses to pull my chariot, uh, probably thousands. Uh, but it was nice to watch the seahorses and their, like, uh, their tails, their corkscrew tails, or their, I guess they're more spiral, you're right, and it's not a corkscrew. Their tails holding them on the grass, and they were undulating, I guess, uh, slowly with the motion of the water really cool really really cool and then uh 
The rest of the Indian Ocean was really well themed. And then there was this giant bust of, uh, it looked like uh, some sort of beaked uh, beaked humanoid, like about uh, probably 15 or 20 feet high. And underneath the beak, who was chilling under there? Humongous, humongous sea turtle named Ted. Uh, turtle named uh, a turtle named Ted. That could be that if I was going to work on that. Uh, a turtle named Ted. Uh, Ted the turtle story. Where did we say? Where on the world is Jacques Cousteau? No, that was Carmen San Diego. Uh, I forgot wh- where is Jacques. No, Frere Jacques. Uh, uh, I don't. I forgot what our book about Jacques Cousteau is going to be called. But that's fine because this is a Cousteau cast. So yeah, then in the next stop on the Cousteau cast was the, the uh, Stingray Cove uh, after traveling through the Indian Ocean. And, you know, right by there was the uh, mother of the cartilage babies. Uh, she was a ban- their species or whatever. W- which one is the species? But they were bam- bamboo cartilage friends. So that was nice to meet her, and I said, great job. She was also asleep, uh, so it'd be, be, be a bit of a theme uh, with me. Like, but in, also, the uh, this whole area was full of families, like having fun uh, and experiencing sea life and getting down, you know, because a lot of the windows and these little bubbles to look in the aquarium are all at kid height versus uh, adult height. Uh, so really, really perfect. And then there's a lot of educational, like uh, supplemental signs or animated uh, creatures explaining things and some games, uh, like interactive games for the kids to play. But then in the Stingray Cove, now this is always a hit with a lot of people. Like there's sea stingrays like on the surface kind of flapping and swimming, and uh, because of their uh, two mouths, it looks like they're smiling, and they like came right up to me, and they were wide awake. They were also swimming. There were some encounter, like they were going clockwise and counterclockwise, I think. But then, listeners, and if you listen listen, listen to the podcast for a long time, you probably maybe you know about this, maybe you don't. But uh, there was a horseshoe crab in the tank, and I could not believe it. I, I got a giant star I'm looking at, and an exclamation point on my notes. I said, there's a horseshoe crab in there. Holy cow. And if you're not new, I mean, I guess I kind of talk about fixation a little bit already tonight, but uh, I don't know. There was another thing as a kid in my science book that I got fixated on was uh, horseshoe crabs, and I said, one day I am going to, uh, I, I think I was hoping to get a horseshoe crab as a pet, and then also find a shell to wear as a helmet, and then, you know, I guess instead I kind of dedicated my life to living uh, the life of a, a hermit crab that's living inside of a horseshoe crab. Uh, but I guess I, like, also, because Syracuse didn't have any ocean, I assumed that, uh, like every beach you went to was like the beach from science. I, mean, I think that's probably a universal experience, uh, like from something from science or social studies in grammar school or um, what do you call it? In the, like uh, elementary school that uh, you're like, oh, okay, this is. So when I went to the beach, I was expecting to see a lot of horseshoe crabs because I was fixated on them. The first beach I went to, I believe, Ocean Beach was like a beach on the ocean was in Long Island. And there was no horseshoe crabs. And I may have even double-checked. And, and, and probably the whole six-hour drive out to my aunt's in Long Island. And she didn't live on the beach. But I said, Gee, when are we going to go to the beach? Uh, how many like how many horseshoe crabs? Like, do you think I'll just see... Well, I have to just, uh, like, search the sand. And I'll see, like, the path of a horseshoe crab. And then I can follow it. And then, you know, I catch up with the horseshoe crab and hang out, you know, befriend it. And how's that going to go? And, you know, like, I just want to see, like, and and I know science books say they're totally cool, but, you know, they don't, I mean, they look cool in like uh, an extreme way. So I'm just wondering if they're actually extreme. And 
needless to say, I did not see a horseshoe crab that trip. And I, I, I guess I'm trying to think maybe, I, I don't know, but like anytime I see a horseshoe crab, it's rare. I don't, and actually I'm not positive I've ever seen one, uh, but I saw one today and I said, holy horseshoe crab, what a, what a joy. And I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of my host, Jennifer, so I didn't like squeal uh loud but i did i wrote it down. i said i can't believe it's a horseshoe crab and it came up and it was like walking like partially on the ground and partially on like the uh uh side of the tank so i got to see its underside and its tail and again what a, what a wonderful thing this and the sweet mother nature is the sweet sweet evolution that it takes these turns and we could see these miracles like jellyfish and seahorses and horseshoe crabs. Uh, so I saw that and I saw stingray and there was lots of uh, other fish friends. And then we went into the Everglades where they had the local turtles and the local fish and the local waters. And that's another spot. I'd like to get a swamp boat uh, and get out there. Uh, but... Uh, you know, that'd be another time, but I didn't ask for a swamp boat here. Uh, but the Everglades is another, you know, beautiful part of Florida. And then they had a playground, and now it's for children only, but it was, a play- like, I think that's, like, brilliant, especially when you're having um, school-age children. Like, now, right now, I'm in the classroom, and I'm sitting at a, at a desk and recording uh, where the kids would probably watch a video and, you know, remind them not to tap on the glass. And oh, that's pro- this is probably where I'd be asking, my, what, what, do I get to write? Because I brought, I, I actually have both of my pockets, well, now they're wet. I had plastic bags full of water uh, so I could take a seahorse home with me. Is that, uh, is that allowed? Uh, so that was that, and and then was the uh, coastal rock pools, and this is where you get to touch the things. And my host and the 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 young man working, and I said, "Do you want?" And I said, "No, no I, I would prefer not to. I got to touch a microphone later, so I don't really need to touch anything." But they had uh, sea stars and sea anemones, and I said, "Now wait till you hear that there was a green sea anemone." I mean, talk about a perfect podcast word. How come I can say anemone, but I struggle with so many other words? Anemone. Uh, I don't know. That is a very podcasty word. See anemone. But they had this other one. So they had a green anemone, and then they had a strawberry anemone. And I said, that is, I, I, I don't know, at the time I was fixating on that, so I said, well, that's a great word. So a strawberry anemone, and the reason it's called a strawberry anemone is because when it uh, closes up, it has like little white spots. It was like a pinkish color, but then when it closes up, it has a white spot, so it looks like a, it looks like the outside of a strawberry. And we also learned about the regeneration of the sea stars, uh, that they can fully regrow their limbs within about a year. In that if, it, if it's a large enough piece of limb that they can regrow an entire body from it over time. That was impressive. I said, holy fiction, you know, science faction, holy moly. And one other thing in there, which was another, like, maybe that'll be the title of this episode, was the staghorn sculpin. Staghorn sculpin. And that was sulking at the bottom of the, uh, it was a sulking staghorn sculpin. Yeah, I did work that in, but it really was sulking there. And the staghorn sculpin can breathe on land because uh, it lives out there in the tidal areas. And it can be on a sandbar when the tide goes out. So it has to be able to breathe, uh, you know, until the next, it has to be able to breathe until the next tide comes in. So the staghorn sculpin. So if you need words, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, uh, wor- words of the day would be, you know, obviously horseshoe crab delusional you know that would be scoots and uh you see what is scoots well anemone strawberry anemone anemone you know how about we how about we change from frenemies to anemones well don't they but no well strawberry anemone um 
and then Staghorn Sculpin. It sounds like a, like a, I guess if I was a Western character, I'm Staghorn Sculpin. You betcha. I, I rode into town on a couple of seahorses, and uh, that's it. I'm starting the uh, cast. Uh, just, what's on your head? Is that a what kind of hat is that? Well, it's a uh, horseshoe crab helmet, actually. Staghorn Sculpin's the name. Sea strawberry sea anemones is my game. I have a game named after them. We toss. They're not real anemones. But so that's it uh, uh, for our journey through the Sea Life Aquarium. Again, I want to thank everybody here for having me and giving me the time to check the aquarium out and and uh, be able to present it here and to do an experimental one where it's like, okay, this is I get to go to a location, but this should have. Uh, should have some white noise in the background, maybe, but it won't be as, uh, it won't have uh, the ambient noises. You know, the, you know, sometimes we'll have ambient episodes, and uh, maybe sometimes we'll have these on-location ones. So I hope you're uh, floating in your bed, a, gent- a gentle, gentle motion, uh, slowly carrying you off like the... Uh, gauze-like translucent translucent diaphanous uh, surfaces of uh, the jellies uh, floating and pulsating across the ocean like a dream. They're they're a bit like clouds, you know, puffy, uh, dreamy clouds floating across and giving you a good night's sleep, good night's sleep.